0: Hi there. I'm Joe Dudek, president and founder of Keyhole Marketing.
1: And I'm Shannon Jarrick. I work for Keyhole as the assistant brand manager.
0: And this is Metaphorically Speaking, a podcast that explores the mysterious side of marketing. Hello again, and welcome to Metaphorically Speaking. This is Joe Dudek, you haven't you haven't heard me on the intro in a long in a long while, Shannon. Yeah, been, you're uh, taking... you're stealing
1: my line here. It's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, weird. for me. <laughs> I know. I definitely don't belong here. I feel like we should do a recut of this entire thing already. You but... Just started
1: over. <laughs> it's okay. You you handle it really well. I'm I'm impressed. I know that nice. hello line, that intro greeting line is just it's really taxing. So. It's brutal.
0: It's scary. It's <laughs> scary to get this thing started. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I see why I always handed the mic to you for that. Um, mm-hmm.
1: You're always giving me the hard
0: work. I know. <laughs> I know. Definitely the hardest. Um, well, thanks for joining us. This is our last episode of 2021. Wow. Um, and sadly, Shannon's last episode uh, here at Keyhole. She's moving on to bigger, better things in her life. So
1: <laughs> you say it in such a poor way it's not bigger <laughs> and better things, it's just different things. Okay. <laughs> <Me too. laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess they're different things. Um, yeah, those are always my words. You never have told me you can't wait to <laughs> get out of here, anything like that. But um, no, she's. I'm ex, I'm excited for her and where she's going for for her future and what's next for her, whatever that may be. But um, certainly a little bit uh, melancholy inside of her, over this being the last one. This has certainly been a ton of fun for me uh, to do with her. And I'm not saying that's going away completely, but it is going to be, kind of put the pause on this for a little bit. Just a good time to end the season and slide into 2022 and kind of figure out what the next phase is. But now this has been so much fun with Shannon. She's she's clearly the better person for this gig than I am. Um, (laughs) She's she's been much better trained than I have in this arena. But
1: you've really come into your own in this space. Well, I think about it
0: (laughs) here's what's funny. So when we first recorded this show, um, we did our first season that we were talking about the five pieces of telling your business story. And I think we recorded that three times because it was, <laughs> I mean, maybe more than that. I, I, we probably did a dry run before we hit record and then we hit record and then we did it again the next day. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and then a week like or two later, I was, or yeah, I was like, I'm not happy with this. We need to cut this thing again. <laughs> and I mean, it was a little bit weirder time back then. I mean, nowadays with COVID, nobody cares as much with the quality of the audio um but back then i was so intense of like if we're going to do this thing we're going to do it right people are going expect- to be the best yeah, yeah. i don't want them to think we were in the greatest studio ever
1: and we were in this <laughs> like
0: we were in my wife's uh old business uh, i like, think they would have met in this like farmhouse and just you know the sound was wafting away in the echoes of the room and, and the air conditioning
1: was, which is like oh yeah air conditioning A- right. A- <laughs>
0: Which, like, we didn't even have, like, good equipment, so I couldn't even hear it, really. It was just somebody's <laughs> drum in the back, and then I didn't think, oh, nobody can hear that. And then you listen to it, and it's, like, all you hear is, <laughs> like, behind our voices. So we have upgraded it a little bit since then, and, and hopefully bit. I've improved from your tutelage. I appreciate it. Well,
1: and the funny thing, too, you always joke with me about... I have a background in performing arts, but I'm so like scripted about everything. (laughs) I mean, that was just like my theater background. You had to memorize the script, right? You didn't really get to do improv or anything. So this medium was honestly like pretty stressful. So I'm like, Joe, we have to script it out. And we spent hours and hours and hours writing these seasons out only to Hate it and redo it
0: several times exactly. Well, because we're so like, right, different, now. like, we're not scripting
1: this anymore.
0: <laughs> no, and maybe we maybe you probably did on your end. I don't even know. At the last time we it, but yeah, that's my yeah, secret I wonder what those notes were in front of you the whole time. No, like, we're so different. I was literally like, let's have five bullet points and then I'll verbally process the entire podcast and I'll see where it lands. And you're like, uh, that could be three hours of you figuring out what you want to say. And mm-hmm. she was much more efficient with her words, but um. But so then when I try to do that, I'm much more like the next thing that I wanted to say was this, you know? <laughs> So it was just it was, we figured out a, a good pairing for it, but I totally forgot about the the scripting of your mm-hmm. your side of it. So
1: So we've both really grown quite a bit in this medium. Obviously. For
0: sure, for sure. It's been <laughs> a lot of fun. Um we started yeah. the whole thing too. We just just before we got into like the business stories, capturing business stories with business owners. Um, we just did a couple seasons and that was, those were fun. Like I said, we did the five parts of telling your business story and trying to unpack that. And then we came back with a pretty simple topic of um, fears of the business <laughs> owner. so simple yeah (laughs) which is funny because
1: remember we thought it was going to be simple and then we were like oh
0: shoot this is
1: this is a huge topic (laughs) yeah
0: like we're going to be researching this the rest of our lives Uh Um, (laughs) so then we tried to consolidate to like five or six episodes and um did it but you know you just felt like you didn't even scratch the surface surface but and we we did all that which is kind of crazy like pre-covid it wasn't like um it wasn't even related to like the fears of, of life. It was more like related yeah. to just the challenges of running, running a business and the things you run up to. And I, but I still think like just some, especially what, some of the episodes, like on the science of fears and that kind of stuff, like it's probably would be good to go back and listen to those, um, mm-hmm. on what we've just encountered the last you know, year and a half, two years almost. Um, and
1: yeah, I felt like we were ahead of the time for sure, <laughs> <Because> <laughs> for sure realizing yeah. it.
0: Yeah, we were the Fauci of podcasts. We could definitely see the next <laughs> pandemic on That's the way. Right. So no, I definitely would like encourage you, um, as listeners to to take a listen to those episodes. Um it's been a while since we probably plugged those and we've been on more of a consistent theme of capturing stories of business owners, but I think like those were those were intense but also like super helpful for me on several levels on on the fears of ownership but also just just fears in life and how our bodies hold those things and how we process those things and yeah pretty heavy but yeah absolutely i, I like that
1: we didn't just focus on the business side of it for that season too you know you yeah. got fears coming in from everywhere in your life like you said so it was an interesting season just to kind of discover the signs of your mind and your body and translating that into the business world. So exactly. So
0: this episode, what we're trying to capture is just some of our favorite stories that come to our mind from the last year and a half to almost two years again. Um, so we obviously couldn't cover every business owner over the last, you know, 24 months, but, um, it's, we just kind of picked out a few that stood out in our minds. So don't be offended if you didn't make the cut and it was intentional.
1: (laughs) Maybe it was intentional we were, for a couple of
0: you. Actually. I mean, joking. we're so
1: grateful for everyone that participated, for sure. And I think it's so cool because we've gotten a chance just to encounter and meet some incredible people in the Colorado Springs business community. And yeah, we've really kind of dipped our toe in a lot of different industries, too, which is fun. You know, we've not just talked to other marketers necessarily. You know seeing just sure. a variety of industries and of hearing their stories and um you know end up discovering how they are connected to each other. You know, it's fun just to learn like, oh, I know yeah. him or I know her. And
0: yeah. So exactly. just
1: really created a cool community in these episodes that we're really grateful for for sure.
0: Yeah. And we definitely get geeked out about it. I mean, I hope it's is fun for the the guests, but I mean it's just so fun to be able to extract a story from a business owner which is what we do in our our work at Keyhole um so it's fun to find this medium and do the same thing kind of put them under the the light a little bit and you know get them to tell the stories that they already know who they are and what makes them who they are and mm-hmm. um yeah it's just been fun to to walk that path with them and um hopefully give them a little bit of Plug and promotion uh, in their own space. But
1: yeah, and just a chance for them to kind of get that out there because there's a lot of things that you don't know about a, a business or a company. If, you know, it's not on their about page or their website, True. but yes. there's so much context to who they are and how their business got going. So this yeah. platform's just been fun because we get to kind of dive into some of that stuff that you wouldn't, you know, maybe never know about the person who's cutting your hair or serving your drink or something
0: like yeah. that. Exactly. Exactly. And it all started with, uh, Casey Ross from Axe in the Oak. Did that in January of 2020, which seems like three and a half decades ago.
1: Um, <laughs> it does feel like so long ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it definitely a different era. We did that in a, in a legit podcast studio downtown and, mm-hmm. um, sat less than six feet from each other. I mean, it was, <laughs> we weren't right on top of each other, but there wasn't the social distancing, um, that we're all accustomed to now. And, um, that was a, and this was, that was one a, of your
1: favorites because you uh, you got to drink during that. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> it was
0: a high bar like all the podcasts there after. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody – well, nobody brought me drinks after that, so that was, <laughs> was kind of sad. But um, I'm sure I had a few drinks at that, that other times I recorded it, so I wasn't completely uh, parched. But, yeah, it was a fun – he brought a bottle of his uh, whiskey and we shared a glass or two during the interview, which was fun. I think you and I did the same thing when we recorded the intro. Yeah, we That's did. Right. Yeah,
1: In the spirit of meeting Casey and learning right. about his business. We, we needed to, to get
0: connected to right who rolling.
1: he was. Exactly. That's we right. Just...
0: So no, that was fun. Um, I remember though, like, we, again, kind of an indication that we were a little ahead of our time. We talked about like, how crazy it was that we entered 2020 like it seemed like we should have a y2k or an apocalyptic <laughs> kind of experience and then you know come three months later we kind of had that but
1: i think um, i think we're profits sure. i don't think we're the good kind of profits, that's, but maybe that's, profits maybe
0: that's the shift of the podcast we should do is just like what's <laughs> next for your business we already see it we'll see the podcast, tell you. exactly
1: so we could really capitalize on that
0: <laughs> yeah so did you have any like things that stood out when you reflected on that particular podcast
1: I think what was so fun about Casey is we got to hear, uh, you know, quite a bit about his work history before he kind of founded Axe in the Oak. And, you know, we talked to a lot of people that didn't necessarily have a path in mind when they you know, graduated college or started a mm-hmm. career. But with Casey, he was just all over the map. I mean, his work experience leading up to starting Axe in the Oak was, um, it just felt Limitless. I mean, he did yeah. so many things. He traveled around the world um, and he had a fun background in, you know, automotive work and then also like theater and stage design and stage management and all that. I didn't even totally follow everything that he did because he kind of just seemed like a well rounded man of all
0: talents. <laughs> <So true. laughs>
1: but um, a couple things that I remembered from his episode was that he got to work as the stage manager for Batman. Um and he was also part of like a Bob the Builder tour as well. So yeah. he just had a that's, lot of kind of fun stories from like, oh, I did this show and this show. And he was so nonchalant about it. But we're like, yeah. Oh my gosh, like these are <laughs> a big deal. You know?
0: Yeah. And I remember he said like his his mom was a uh you know, just worked on cars a lot. So we got some cars yeah. and he, he was in high school. I thought that was kind of unique. Um oh, yeah. Well, and you said the Batman thing he also just slid in there quickly. Like Sam Hewen was a part of one of the shows or something like that, which at the time I didn't really know who he was. Now I'm fully aware because my wife's made me fully aware who Sam Hewin is. But um, Well, I think was,
1: Casey said in the episode sexiest man in Scotland. or Scotland. Yeah. He was,
0: he was definitely more intrigued by Sam than maybe my wife. I don't know. Um, which I can understand that. Um, it's a good looking dude, but um, so yeah, I slid that in there. And then I just loved, and I've experienced this too. If you've been to his, the distillery, um, you know, I just love how they were intentional about creating a space to, to cat, like to share stories with other people. And that was kind of the original idea of Axe and the Oak and you know, how they came up with the name and how they came up with the product, just some guys getting together and, and dreaming up this business and then being intentional about creating that kind of space. And, you know, it's, even with, during COVID, it, it still had that feeling and that vibe that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you you just have stories to tell and you just want to drink to be able to kind of open up some of those avenues of <laughs> uh, the discomfort or whatever you're trying to share show, show those stories. And it's just like, yeah, the, the combination of that, the setting, the vibe, the whole experience is um, they've just done a really good job of that. And of course, that's what we hope to do on the podcast. So I just so love so much that he's done the same thing in, with his business.
1: Yeah. I think what we kind of said about him was, I mean, he is his brand. Like he just matches this culture that he's created. And I think that's, what's so impressive sometimes about these small business owners is, you know, their businesses are just an extension of who they are and that's when it feels so real, you know, it isn't, oh, we're pretending or, oh, it looks like X, Y, or Z. It's like, no, I'm, I'm Casey. This is who I am. This is who my community is. Like I want to create a space that represents that. And I
0: think he does that really well. So yeah. It's a
1: special sure. special community
0: there for sure. For definitely. So then the next one, which again we were not trying to go one at a time, but um the other one that stood out was, was Jason Crampton from Lincoln Street Barbers. Maybe part of that is because I just got a haircut with him today. So Ooh, my are nice. Feeling,
1: <laughs> feeling
0: connected, yeah. And we kind of had that connection from the very beginning of this of this episode. We had like this. I don't know, 5 or 6 minute conversation about beards and <laughs> cutting it and the regrets of cutting it. <laughs> how can we that get that? It, it,
1: it was an entertaining conversation for sure. I felt like I was invading on this like intimate moment. Like as I was <laughs> listening to the interview, I just like as yeah. a beardless female, I just don't belong here. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think most of your interview was about beards. You, you barely scratched the surface on the
0: business. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about the business, actually. We just <laughs> put, uh, went into the beard thing. No. Um, and then, yeah, he still has a great beard today. I think we both learned from our mistakes of the past of like, let's shave this off and get a new fresh start. And then you regret it as soon as you look at, you lift your head Never and start <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then our wives are like trying to find ways to, you know, be disconnected from us for three, or four months. <laughs> I go on take. a
1: three-week vacation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you've got the kids. Let me know yeah. when the hair is back. <laughs> yeah. Don't take
0: any photos. Don't Instagram anything. I don't want to see him until <laughs> I'm back. No. So that was that was definitely a, a symbiotic connection from the get- get-go. But he's, you know, I mean, I've, I've got a good friend who started a salon back in Indianapolis. um, I think in 2019 and different business. I mean, it's not a, it's not a barbershop, but you know, I've, I've talked to this friend a lot about starting his own business and the challenges of that. And so I was, it was good to connect with Jason on kind of his experiences with that and the challenges of in this, in this particular space, whether it's staff turnover or, Mm -hmm. you know, challenges of people you're working with uh, or trying to serve. And, um, and just his story to get there was also pretty unique. You know, it wasn't like this traditional, let's go to this, training thing. I mean, he did all that stuff as well, but it, um, it just wasn't a clear cut, no pun intended, um, navigation <laughs> <Yes>. to <laughs> thanks navigation to, you know, his role in his business. But yeah, I love his, his approach to business too. It's kind of messy and dirty intentionally. Like it's yeah. trying to serve the marginalized, the people on the outside of the fringe, I guess, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. versus, you know, the business, the, the guy in a three piece suit type, type of person.
1: I think that comes through in what they kind of call their crew, which is the civilized misfits. Yeah, <laughs> I just love absolutely. that. I mean, you never yeah. hear that kind of terminology. I feel like in general, but especially at a salon and mm-hmm. he was so just like respectful of the people that work for him, you know? And, and yeah. again, it was just so clear that the people are what makes the business. And um, I just loved that. You know, he spoke so well of his team and his clients and, I just have a lot of respect for those kinds of business owners. So, and yeah. I love to, he, uh, he talks about kind of his journey. And right now there, you know, he only has male clients, but he didn't necessarily start there. So he had this line mm-hmm. where he said, I was terrified to cut hair. I never brushed a woman's hair. Now I'm trying to cut it. And I just thought that was entertaining. Like I have this yeah. funny visual of him, just like awkwardly trying to brush this woman's hair. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah
0: yeah i picture i'm standing like i don't know too far away from that person just exactly. the arm rod stretched awkwardly <laughs> running his brush to somebody's hair i'm sure he's gotten more comfortable with that but um, <laughs> it's kind of like me doing a podcast dude just it's the same metaphor
1: just um, fumble through it fake it till um, he makes exactly. it right? <laughs>
0: that's right that's right
1: what was neat about him and casey as well as your first two interviews were locals to colorado springs which you said you hadn't seen a lot of at this point. I mean, I know you hadn't been in the Springs for maybe more than six months at that point, but you encountered pretty much everyone that had moved into the Springs versus being born there. So he called himself like a local Sasquatch, which I thought was cool. He's like, it's just more rare to find, you know, people who have been born and raised in the Springs.
0: So true. And that, that's a funny thing is the first two people I talked to were both from the Springs and I was like, I have not met any of you up until. This <laughs> exactly. point. So. And I think I've had actually a pretty good run of people. There's I think yeah. um kids on bikes was also somebody from local, I wanna say um the dream accounting solutions. I think she was also local. So there's been a few that come to mind that I was like, I didn't even know you existed. What is going <laughs> you on?
1: Found yeah. <laughs> house apart looking for your wallet, only to find that it's in your pocket, or pulled all the clothes out of the dresser to locate the belt that's already around your waist. Sometimes we're blind to what's right in front of us. The same is true of your small business marketing strategy. You want to meet your marketing and sales goals. You want to spend money and see a profit. You want to invest your time and see it produce a return. You want your marketing strategy to be better, but you can't see how to do it. So you just keep doing it blindly while the tools for success are dangling in front of you. Like those keys you misplaced. Psst, check the key ring. In setting out to solve this problem, we created the Squint Test, a simple, fast, and free marketing assessment tool that gives you an instant glimpse at your marketing efforts, including its strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities. It shows you where you're excelling and what needs attention. Even more, it shows you where specifically you should consider investing your marketing efforts and dollars. All it takes is two minutes to answer 10 questions. Honesty encouraged for best results. Once you complete the squint test, our team will review your results, formulate custom recommendations for your small business, and be in touch with next steps. If you have more questions or see something you're eager to run after, we'd be happy to help. Take the free test today at keyholemarketing.us slash marketing dash assessment.
0: So then like after... not right after jason we actually did a one more episode with uh, true north chiropractic it was really like the last day before everything shut down for covid Mm um i remember it was kind of more and more was being heard about it but things were still open we were able to get one more recording in the in the studio before that shut down and then transitioned into what we call the causing covid series which was was pretty fun um i say that maybe fun isn't the right word but um (laughs) pretty like insightful experience to be able to get insight from businesses who are trying to keep their doors open through COVID. You know, you're just, nobody's experienced a pandemic before. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you're, you're trying to figure out how do I not lose a ton of business? Um, how do I keep supplies going? How to keep staff coming in, how to keep people safe? Um, so we talked to a wide collection of businesses, which was fun. Just, Just did some quick interviews, um, which again, was applicable to that time, but it's still um, still helpful even today, not not just yeah. now, but probably at any time because it just talks about their ability to be flexible and transition quickly on the fly, or even as much as you can create some systems and processes to get out ahead of unexpected experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, maybe just being honest about like you can't shut everything down, so Things like your marketing, for example, I'll put that plug in there a little bit, but like, you know, how do you just transition from what you, your traditional way of doing thing, but not, um, but not throw everything out the window. You still have to have those conversations and still have to yeah. um, be in front of, in front of your customers. So that was interesting to hear some of those stories.
1: Yeah. Super cool to see how well people were able to adapt and pivot. Um, and I think you're right. It was kind of based on right when COVID started, but I still think the stories are applicable. I mean, it, I think if COVID has done anything, it's shown us that like, wow, big challenges can hurdle at us really quickly, you know, and how Mm -hmm. do we adapt to those? And maybe people are better suited to do that in the future when other things come up, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think
1: it was cool in this series because we did get to kind of talk with a lot of different industries. I know, I mentioned that a little bit earlier, but You know, we spoke in kind of the health and wellness or lifestyle arena, you know, athletics, uh, food and drink, you know, church, government. There was just kind of a lot of different conversations. And um, I just like that we were able to kind of hear a lot of different voices in a lot of different spaces. And I also Mm -hmm. appreciated I don't know what the percentage is necessarily, but some of them honestly admitted like they did better than others. You know, some of them adapted better and kind of pivoted better and others just said like, no, we, we had Uh a hard time. Like we were just trying to survive. And so I really appreciated kind of just the realness and the vulnerability that COVID kind of forced, you know, like, Hey, we're, we're not doing well, but we still have the fight. Like we still want to stay open. We still care about our clients, you know, and we're here, trying to figure out how to best serve the people
0: that we care about,
1: you know? Yeah. So I, I just thought that was really neat.
0: Yeah. And that was like the intention is to find businesses that, you know, we're not trying to find all the positive stories. Like, Gas stations, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> somebody who was doing really well. Grocery stores, how are you doing? Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm sure there was some hurt, but there's businesses like that, of course, that had to continue to provide services. But it was more like we weren't trying to find all of the polished stories. We we're trying to find a variety um, from different industries and you may be really hurting and you're, you're struggling and that's okay. Like uh, maybe – to tell your story can help you process some things and maybe some people can help you in that that journey as well. So Absolutely. definitely a unexpected series, um, that we weren't planning to do, but, um, we were grateful for, uh, for that opportunity for them to take time out of their day and, and that kind of transitioned us into this, this, you know, online only, uh, recording world. Mm-hmm. Um, when people care a little less about the quality of the, of the recording, that is a little <laughs> less stressful for me. So that was nice.
1: Yes. Um, yes.
0: So, so that has been good. Um, the next one we kind of just listed again, there's many, many good stories between the causing COVID and, and this next episode, but um, Gaila Bustos and Brittany Wynn from the property mommies. Um, <laughs> they were, I mean, they were fun from the get go. I, I remember yeah. they were just like, like, more than excited i definitely more excited than i was to even make the ask. not because i I wasn't interested in them but i just you probably just did a general ask and they're like yes i mean within seconds it was like i was like do you want to think about it at all or who's who's handling i think i did it through like instagram messenger because i didn't have any like email or something like that and I, the immediate, the response was immediate. And I was thinking, is this, are you authorized to say yes? I don't know. If <laughs> are you account? like a high
1: schooler intern? Yeah. you know, just yeah.
0: on the social like, media? We'll yeah. do it.
1: I thought there's probably of all of them was just the most like vibrant, if you will. And I think if you go yeah. back and listen to it, you know, Gaila's voice just shines through quite loud and proudly, for sure. <laughs> and I think, yeah. honestly, what was funny, too, is just the difference in their personalities without even knowing them. You can kind of figure out some things about both of them and how they run the business and who they are as people. So you just kind of have two pretty different personalities. You know, one maybe a little bit more trying to kind of keep the reins on the professionalism of the episode and the other just saying, <laughs> let's have a good time. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah. So, and there, were a, there were a few stories that we could even share on the podcast. Cause, because <laughs> yes. I think Brittany shut it down. She's like, no, let's stay, let's be professional. And then when I stopped recording, I was like, you got to tell me these stories. <laughs> That's right. They're to. in the vault. I can't share them now, <laughs> but um, it was, it was kind of fun that like you just knew there were some, there was some wild stories with the, with the property moms right. that didn't even make the cut.
1: Well, and they're kind of exceptional too, I guess, in the people that we've talked to, because they also have a pretty, big TikTok presence. I think, yep. you know, back uh, not too long ago, but for them, they were like, Hey, let's, let's run after this kind of blog concept yeah. you know, back when it started becoming popular to do videos over photos. And they really just like landed on that and just decided, Hey, this is going to be our platform. And why can't we make real estate fun? And why can't we showcase our true personalities? Yeah. Like we're going to, exactly. and they ended up just getting like a pretty big following on TikTok and you just like, don't hear that a lot, especially for real estate agents. I feel
0: like. For sure. They found a different medium for sure. I think about all the stuff that I, they get in the mail. Um, you know, the typical postcards and the smiling, happy people in there. You
1: know, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And you're like, is that yeah. even you? Who is this person? Um, <laughs> and it's, yeah, they cut through the clutter by finding a new medium. They're certainly weeding out people mm-hmm. who aren't interested in, in what they offer and that's okay. They're okay with yeah. that. Um, and they do a lot of they 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 work well with the military community having military backgrounds. I think both their husbands were in the military, um, mm-hmm. and so that's a good niche for them that uh, probably bridges the gap. If you even if you're not a TikTok fan, you you know they can speak your language um, in that in that space. So yeah, I think they're yeah. doing a good job and finding a good a good path.
1: Yeah, I thought they they spoke to the military community really well because we you hear that in a lot of our episodes when people understand that the Springs is heavily populated, but with, Mm -hmm. with Gail and Brittany, it was very personal. So that was a cool perspective um, just because it was more just real life with them.
0: Yep. Exactly. So then, um, Bobby and Brooke, I should probably have checked the pronunciation, but I think that's right. (laughs) From a kinship landing. Uh, I haven't met Brooke actually. We haven't been able to, um, wasn't, she wasn't able to redo the recording, uh, like yeah. we had hoped. And then, um, there's another time I was in there and I wasn't able to connect with her, but I know she does exist. Um, I <laughs> just haven't got a chance to, to see them and their husband and wife team. They started this, uh, boutique kind of hotel, uh, downtown and it's a really unique model. I mean, I haven't stayed there yet, but first of all, their, their approach is really trying to get locals to act like mm-hmm. a tourist. You know, they'd love for you to stay somewhere in your backyard and not, um, Feel like you have to go out of town
1: yeah um
0: which i think is a lot of fun just because yeah, so miss unique. so much who does that yeah <laughs> yeah, exactly you miss so much of just your regular things that are available to you uh, especially if you grew up out here um it, it's more i don't know that i'm quite the target audience because i'm still fairly new out here everything's new and exciting so i mm-hmm. want to do all the all the new stuff but if you've lived out here a long time like they do a good job of making sure you're not missing some some events or or mm-hmm. venues around you to be able to participate and their their room design is super unique and cool. Oh, it's um, so
1: cool. Yeah. I don't even remember all the options. I just like can't get past the one that looks like you're like camping outside.
0: Yeah, there's that one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, you've got the a nice view of Pike's Peak and then there's mm-hmm. a couple like another one with like shared um like bunk beds. Which again, I'm sure oh. that was a challenge in COVID, but I think um, not shared in the sense of you have to share with somebody else, but I think it's a shared room <laughs> and then there are bunk beds in the in the room. Um, but yeah, it's it's finding, and again, I'm sure they had to really struggle with some of that during COVID of what's available and how do we manage this. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure how, how much they've been able to keep those things up and running. But I love the creativity, and you know, they're pretty intentional about again creating spaces to to get people to connect and mm-hmm. to bring different crowds together in their space um the the business person you might want to come over for a coffee or the person who's out of town mixing with the the guy who lives three houses down Mm -hmm. the street you know so i loved and they've been doing that i think out of their house um for years and right um yeah i think they said they first had the idea on some of their travels and and some of their excursions um internationally that this idea could work and i love what they came up with
1: Yeah, they have a really cool background for how they kind of got to where they are. You know, hospitality just ingrained in both of them from birth, basically. Um, Yeah. So when they kind of connected and, you know, were dating and got married, just travel and um, staying in hostels and just learning the locals and every place that they visited was just so important to them. And yeah this year long trip that they took around the world kind of inspired the idea for kinship landing. And, um, I just thought it was really neat. You know, they, they kind of structured their trip in like three sections. It was like, let's rest and let's dream and then let's plan. And they just committed to this idea and, um, you know, we got to visit the space and it's just, it's really beautiful. And I think their mission to kind of, inspire friendship and courage and intimacy is also really unique um i especially love the courage one i think that you don't hear as much in this kind of setting you know friendship maybe intimacy maybe you know you're in a cafe or a bar and you're you know having conversation but i think courage just has a whole new element to it that
0: yeah is really sure. special in what they do yeah, there's definitely, you know, as far as I know, nothing like it, definitely nothing like around here. And to be able to make that leap and not just do the traditional offering of, of lodging or hotel, like that mm-hmm. was definitely brave of them. And a little quick quick shout out to Echo Architecture, who designed that space. They, we interviewed them as well, and it was just fun to see their handiwork. Um, mm-hmm. We just, you know, just saw... They've got so many cool creations around the city, but that was as we sat there and worked in the coffee shop, like you're just taking in all the design elements and and stuff like that. So that was um, props to them for, for making the dream of Bobby and and Brooke uh, a reality and doing it so well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So the last one we were going to talk about was uh, gather mountain blooms, three sisters uh, at this farm down on the South side of Colorado Springs. And
1: yeah, you got to actually visit
0: this one, which was cool. Yeah, I actually met him in person. That was again kind of weird to to look at somebody and ask them a question. <laughs> I just stared at them on the screen. We tried to we tried to do it earlier, um, had some technical difficulties and then just said, Hey, let's just let's just do this in person. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um it was and I know you gave me a hard time about like asking a tough question out of the gate. Oh my gosh. Or, or yes. We,
1: so Joe asked him this question to start off the episode, and then there's just this long, long pause, and you just kind of like can hear the emotion. They start crying, yeah. and I mean- it was a great moment. It was honestly a beautiful moment. There was clearly just like intimacy and context here, you know, that um, they brought us into, and we're so grateful for that. But I couldn't help but laugh to myself because I'm like, how many women has Joe made cry? I mean, like, let's just <laughs> let's add these women to the list because I'm yeah. sure it's small.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, probably more than I know. Yeah, um, this one wasn't necessarily my fault this time, so that was a good thing. Um, Fine, we'll give you. Yeah, it was was a it was definitely surreal because I was a little nervous. Like, what did I, what did I pull it like the covers back on something that I had no idea that there was some (laughs) drama or what what happened here? Uh, You get a little bit of research, you know, on on people's websites and and what's available, but um, and I could tell with their story, particularly like there was definitely some health challenges with with Nikki, who founded the business and then brought the other sisters into the into the business, but. you know so I knew a little bit of that, but I didn't really know the life histories of like Leah and Abby and some of their decisions to join the business mm-hmm. and some of the challenges prior to that. So it was definitely like, oh crap, should we start with another question? Like, what do you <laughs> like about the weather? I don't know, like, how we, where should we go from here, right? But it was they navigated it well, and you know, you could just tell, like, sweet, this they, res- they trusted me with the question, and mm-hmm. they trusted me with the answer, and um, yeah, I was grateful for for being able to navigate that with them.
1: Yeah. And again, I think that's what we've appreciated so much about some of our conversations is this podcast is a space that we wanted to create for people to be real with us, you know, and that's exactly what came through in their episode. And, um, that's just, I mean, it's something that we're grateful for. And this one was, I think, especially fun for me just because I'm one of, I'm one of six kids, but I have two sisters as well. So, There is something about the dynamic of three sisters that I kind of understand there. And I know, you know, we're different ages and obviously different people, but there's just kind of like, I felt that connection, you know, I understood some of the context that maybe they didn't even have to say, but, um, Mm -hmm. I just kind of knew, you know, having two sisters of my own. I probably would yeah. never go into business with my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm more of a let's go into business with my brothers kind of person. But still, um, there's just you. Know.
0: <laughs> well, that's so fun about this is like, yeah, the, the 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 couples who go into business together or the sisters. The same. I'm always like, what are you doing? I could never imagine. <laughs> and I'm always like asking them the question or either on or off the recording, like what Do you think, like, what do you think yeah. <laughs>
1: you do? You've asked it like every time, yeah. like, so yeah. What you work with your wife in business, how does that? Go yeah, I'm trying for to, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is like, are you still married? Are you pretending? <laughs> like, what's going on? so I just know in my world, I, I think we've gotten better at it, Lindsay and me, but I still think like we're just vastly different people. And we, and for us, we need separation of work and life and stuff, so it's it's good <laughs> yeah. for us, but um, and maybe it's it's not even a challenge, like, you're doing it right or wrong, but more of a sense of like, how do you even do that how do you you know because i think even us Lindsay and me we work out of the same house across the hall from each other and that's kind of a challenge you know how do you take (laughs) your work hat off and like now go have dinner together five feet away from where you just worked the entire day so i can't really imagine i would i'll probably always be talking work and i think like it's, it's good on them. I think they do, they all do. And especially these sisters, I think they all showed like how well they love working with each other. We went to the, mm-hmm. went back and visited uh, a few weeks later and actually cut some flowers at their farm. And again, they could have been putting it on a show, but they seem like the real deal. You know, they really enjoyed <laughs> spending time with each other and um, just are passionate about learning this thing. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing too. They're not like super, super trained, but they're, they're, and they're honest about the, all the things they don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're, excited about the next thing they can learn. So I think that was fun to, to hear from them as they just they weren't so like um you know proud of like we're there we're this is our business and we're so highly trained and you need to come to us because this it's just just very honest to be like hey we love it. And this is super rewarding, mm-hmm. fulfilling for us and we hope we do, can offer that to somebody. So it was fun to see.
1: Well and it's cool because they all clearly have different skill sets too, you know. Yeah. They're coming from very different backgrounds and different careers you know, before opening the flower farm. And that's obvious too, you know, they're not all doing the same thing. They all very much have like their kind of arenas that they excel in. So,
0: yeah, exactly. So that's it. That's what we, some of the stories that came to our mind over the last several months. And again, there's so many more we could have unpacked and and had so much fun hearing all of the, the stories of entrepreneurs. And we, Hopefully get a chance to kinda of continue this um and unpack some more. But
1: yeah, it was a blast to just kind of reminisce on everything. Yeah. <laughs> like it exactly. feels like it's been so long I had to refresh my memory on some things.
0: But I know. We've I know. had a lot like of it, with COVID. With COVID. <laughs> yeah. It seems like everything's forever ago. But it's been super super fun to do this with you and you know, thanks for trusting me with this opportunity and um and honestly making me better at this craft. And uh, <laughs>
1: no know, I'm sad to say goodbye, but I'm so grateful for all the fun we've had.
0: <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Well, we'll see. We'll wrap up the season and uh, we'll see what's next. So thanks for joining us. Take care.
1: You've been listening to the metaphorically speaking podcast at keyhole marketing. We tell big stories for small businesses. If you're in the Colorado Springs area and ready to tell your business story. We'd love to come alongside you and help you with your content, branding, SEO, social media, or photography needs. For an instant glimpse at your current marketing's strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities, take our free marketing assessment at keyholemarketing.us slash marketing assessment, or send us an email at hi at keyholemarketing.us and let us know how we can help tell your story.